What is going on, guys? We are live here in the sit-down on the Built of Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, presented by Duff's Famous Wings, hosted by myself, the raspy voice sauce god, <laughs> which, if you're wondering, I'm doing my best Don Vito impersonation. I'm joined here with my co-host, as always, the Mafia Montage, and the president of Built in Buffalo, at Lance Nelson, B.I.B., and also the co-host of the Buffalo Blitz. How are you doing this evening, Montage? Doing well, doing well. Bills Mafia, how you doing? We got a great show today. We got our guy Dan Kelly coming on here. But first, we're just going to kick off this intro and we'll be right back for the show. If you are just now tuning in, you're live here in the sit-down on the Built-in Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. This is presented by Dove's Famous Wings, and it's hosted by myself, the Sauce God in the Mafia Montage. And this week, we're going to feature a special guest. But before we get to that, if you're just now tuning in, don't forget to hit that like and share. Join us in the comments, Bill's Mafia. We've got a great show for you guys. We're going to uh, – let's go through the show a little bit here. We're going to be bringing in Dan Kelly, as I said, from Kelly Cast. we got a preseason matchup coming up against the Colts, so we have all the information that you guys need time where to watch it and if potentially myself and montage are going to be there all that and much more here in the sit down which we're live every thursday night 7 p.m eastern standard time so montage let's go ahead with all further ado uh let's introduce our third member here dan kelly how you doing dan kelly of the kelly cast which this is the first oh, time you've been i've actually had a chance to talk a little bit but i've been looking forward to kind of having you here in the sit down how are you doing this evening I appreciate that. Thank you, Sauce God. Uh, if you guys don't know me, I'm, of course, Dan Kelly, formerly known as the real Dan Kelly. I was a part of the Built in Buffalo brand for the last three years. Uh, this year, I, I went off and did my own thing, the Kelly cast. You can see uh, the names right there. Just follow. I'm on Facebook. I'm on YouTube. This is the first time I've been live in a long time, so I might be a little jittery. But um, Sauce God, I, uh, I went to school at the uh, Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting at Full Sail University. So I like to think that, you know, that really helped me, you know, with, with this kind of field. And uh, I love talking Buffalo football. Let's get into it, guys. Yeah, so I think, Dan, you know, the coolest thing that we're going to have here is we're going to go through our usual segments, which is like bada-bing, bada-boom, forget about it. Uh, victory formation and pain trains, which this week is going to have a little bit more meaning to it because we do have a matchup, of course, with the Colts. But uh, no need to be shaky at all, Dan, because I've got the raspy voice, which makes me look like the weakest link, which is another segment that you guys will see here. We've got all that and much more. And also our usual first segment is now going to be getting saucy. We've been doing this for a couple of weeks, but montage, let's go ahead. Let's kick off that introduction. In this week's portion of getting saucy presented by Duff's famous swings. It's simple, baby. Buffalo Bills football is f- Back, all right, and we tell you something August 12th. The Buffalo Bills are gonna f- host the Indianapolis Colts at home for their first preseason game of their NFL season, right? You know, the Buffalo Bills are getting that much closer to September as they're gonna get ready to head East Rutherford, New Jersey, to take on those override Jets and Aaron Rodgers, all big quarterback. It don't matter. Welcome to the AFC East. We're gonna give you nightmares. The Buffalo Bills are ready to get to September and begin that pursuit of that Lombardi Trophy. I'll tell you, Bills Mafia, are you ready? Because I'm absolutely ready. I'll be there. I'll be ready to tailgate with you guys. I'm ready to get back to one Bills drive and get it going, Bills Mafia. As always, go Bills. That's me getting sauce right here in the sit-down. Presented by Bills Famous Wings. 
Boy, I love that. So I asked to to move that to the beginning because I always got so amped up before or right after we end the show. And I'm like, man, I'm just I can't even go to sleep now. So I said, why don't we bring that energy at the beginning and try to you know get that going? So I love that great energy sauce. God, pull that banner back up, brother. So we got uh yeah, happy so birthday to pops out there. It's it's kind of like fitting, right? You know, because my father is ultimately the one that taught me how to make sauce. So I gotta pay tribute to the to the real sauce god per se my father uh happy birthday to my father angelo bamasudo who has had his up and downs with health this year but he's still kicking still out there playing golf as much as possible i want to say happy birthday dad love you very much hope you're watching and if you guys are out there watching you haven't already done so do me a favor hit that like and share join us in the comments because questions from super chat are going to be prioritized facebook stars are going to be prioritized if you got a question for dan you got a question for myself or montage or you have a comment that you want to be highlighted, this is the easiest way to do it. We see it right away. So, Montage, I'm excited to have Dan come on here, right? Because we got our you know usual segments of bada bing, bada boom, and stuff like that. But, Dan, 28 days away till football. What do you think about this? You know, we're finally under just a 30-day mark. How do you feel? So, 28 days till football, but let's get to the real deal here. Till Bill's football, we're at 32 today. 32 days until Bill's football. Shout I've been doing OJ. the countdown. The love didn't fit, brother. Exactly. Countdown to 2023 on the Kelly Cast has been taking us through Bill's history and numbers. But, man, football is my entire life, Anthony. I tell you, bro, I live and breathe. Every day I wake up, I check the headlines. I check, what are we calling it now, X? I make sure, you know, I'm I'm keeping up the best that I can. I keep so thinking that when it's I... Uber, by the way. <laughs> it, it does look like Uber. But I'm, I'm doing my best to keep up and make sure that my information is correct. I want to thank you guys for what you've been doing uh, this offseason. Built in Buffalo have really been amping their game up. I've seen a lot of you guys even at training camp. I know, Lance, your, your son got to meet Josh. I know you were pretty amped up about that. So you guys have helped a lot, and uh, I'm just excited to get into this regular season. Yeah, best feeling, I yeah, think, so dad, you know, when you're going to get that uh, opportunity for uh, your kin to – to get those cool experiences, just like I had. I didn't ever meet Jim Kelly or anything, but I do have an autographed Thurman Thomas card and things like that. And just remembering all those things and, and how I got them throughout the years is awesome. I think that's what makes all three of us really kind of put together for a great show is that we all three have this level of passion for the Buffalo Bills that has true meaning to it. Like, you know, Montage and I have kind of shared stories before of how we became fans, but you know, Dan, before we kind of get into some of our usual segments, I think for some of our viewers and myself and Montage, you know, we want to hear one of your best Bills memories ever, whether it's at the stadium, watching at home. What is it? Wow. You, you're going to limit me. You're going to limit me to one, one memory. Okay. Let, if, it's let, easy, let's go. if it's easier to go top three, but. Let's, let's go a funny one. Let's, let's hit you with a funny memory. So I had season tickets for 10 years between 2011 and 10 years from there. And I remember it was, it was Josh Allen against Jalen Ramsey for the first time after, you know, Ramsey went off in the off season and was talking all that mess. And, and the bills ended up picking up the win barely. It was a very close game. And when I was leaving, because I always stick around the, the way that my game day works, I heard you say you were tailgating sauce. A lot of people love to do that. That's not my style for me. I'm in the stadium as soon as the doors open. I'm I'm watching. I want to see who's hurt. I want to see what's going on around the league. I, I need to know everything. 
I don't know everything. People will say that. People will say Dan's a know-it-all, whatever. I don't, I don't know. Care. This guy says you're the best podcaster, hands down. He's hey. now on the team. <laughs> I appreciate that, Is Thank you. I, I missed you. Um, but when I was leaving that Buffalo-Jacksonville game, I actually saw Jacksonville Jaguars owner Shad Khan leaving the game. And he had a bunch of, like, security guards around him. And I just asked him what he thought of the game. And he looked at me, and he just shook his head. <laughs> and I thought that was just a really funny moment uh, in my in my Bills uh, fandom. That's I think, dope. too, because I was at that game. And uh, I remember just uh, that there was another funny moment in that game where Shaq Lawson and Leonard Fournette both got ejected for fighting. And that, I remember Bills Mafia being completely amped up at that moment because of all the, the shit talking that Jalen Ramsey did do. And then Josh, he might not have you know, passed the ball very well, but he did run all over them, which was pretty damn cool to see. So if you guys are just now tuning in, you're live in the sit-down with myself, Mafia Montage, and Dan Kelly, our special guest here from Kelly Cast. This is presented by Duff's Famous Wings, right here on the Built of Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and also available via audio podcasts. So keep those comments flowing, those Mafia. Let's go ahead and let's head into our first segment here about a bing, bada boom. seen from the world of sports it doesn't just have to be bills doesn't have to be just nfl especially when the offseason is around so dan let's let you start off with being our special guest tonight what is your uh what do you got for us for bada bing what's the good that you've seen in the world of sports this week man good good is hard it's it's easier to go bad than it is to go good for me we're here for um, the positivity dan we don't need I, your damn negativity over you here. know that that's okay. Let, let's go. Let's go with one that you guys probably already used, but but it's a safe answer. I'm gonna go with Dalton Kincaid's performance thus far in training camp. I think it's been a hot topic. Obviously, you know the reports coming out about being Kelsey like and all this. I, I hate that kind of stuff. I hate comparing players, especially when they're currently playing. Don't compare him to what could possibly be the best tight end ever. Please don't put the pressure that young man he already has to perform as a first round pick let's let him do that right and even if he's not better than Knox that's fine because you still have Knox locked up for the foreseeable future so I'm going to go with Dalton Kincaid's performance in training camp thus far I'm excited to see what he does in the preseason and it's funny because usually Montage and I we we have trouble going to forget about it which is going to be the negative things or the bad things we've seen in the world of sports but I like what you got there that's a good point because you know he is a first round Rookie, we don't know exactly what he's going to do just yet when the action starts to really kick in. But Montage, what do you got for us for Bada Bing, Bada Boom? Yeah, Jessica Bagula continues to shine on the tennis court, winning 6-4-6-0 today against uh, Paulino in the women's tennis Omnium National Bank presented by Rogers Tournament. So um, excellent uh, run for her. She's number three uh, right now. She's ranked uh, number one in the last tournament, but unfortunately got uh, bounced a little bit early. So we're still waiting for her to put one together and, and get a good win, but she's still uh, climbing up and getting into the quarterfinals and, and, and semifinals of a lot of these tournaments. So uh, shout out to the owner's daughter there. And then also good seeing Kim out there in some capacity, although it's in a you know black SUV and not necessarily public. But what I got to see when I was there live um, is Latavius Murray walk by and kind of give her a wave. And then she kind of 
looked up and, and did acknowledge him there. So it was kind of a little fun interaction to see um, live and in person. So, Yeah, I like that. Montage, good stuff. If you guys are just now tuning in, please do me a favor, hit that like and share, and also subscribe to us, follow us, whatever it may be, turn those notifications on so you don't miss any of the live shows with Built in Buffalo or the podcast that come out or any of the up-to-date news with the Buffalo Bills as well. So for this week's Spotted Bing, Bada Boom, I got it real simple. Even though I think he could be ranked higher, even though some people would say I'm maybe biased in this regard, but seeing Josh Allen ranked eighth out of the top 100 of the NFL's top 100 list, um, it was a pretty cool thing because it's great to see our quarterback for our franchise recognized within the top 10 players of the NFL because for a long time there was no way that we were ever going to see that. We'd be lucky to even at that moment have an NFL top 100 player that was really worth talking about. And then Josh mm -hmm. Allen is money. We got Stephon Diggs at 16, by the way. I want to I want to note that. But Josh Allen being at eight, to me, it just says it's really good. You know, this kid has grown so far in his every single year that he's played, even in moments where he's shown regression. I still think that he continuously progresses. And it's cool to see how NFL Network you know, portrayed some of the way that he goes about with his teammates. Like he's kind of like a big kid and it's cool to see that kind of stuff on national TV and seeing our quarterback getting recognition. You don't think so it's going to take us. What's that? Go ahead, Dan. You, you don't think you should be higher than eight. Where, I, that's what I'm saying. I would argue that he's higher than eight. I would argue that he's higher than eight. I right now, I guess. Gotta, yes. That's where I want to put him. I mean, and that's I don't, why I don't know. I don't guys. know that you can. I don't know that you can put him at number one with what Mahomes has done in his this career. America, Dan. Exactly. I can do anything I want. I mean, you can, but you're wrong. <laughs> I, I, I would. I think he belongs in the top five. I think the top five category would be where he goes yeah. because you figure you have Mahomes there. I think Jefferson deserves his spot up there. I sure. think. Where's Tyreek? Is Tyreek top five? Seven. Tyreek is seven. seven. Okay, interesting. So. I, I think he should be a little higher. I'm not. I'm not the most angry at it, but I can. Yeah, I, can I think top it. five would be a little bit more appropriate for sure. Um, yeah, it's. And I think you can play one B to Patrick's one A if you want to say one and two there. But uh, if you want to put uh, Jefferson there at two and, and Allen at three, I'm fine with that. But I think you know, getting outside the top five, you're having a hard time convincing me that there's a better football player uh, ahead of him there outside of Mahomes and Jefferson. Well. It's voted by the players, so we don't really have anything. You know, we can't blame the media for this kind of thing. This sure. is voted oh, on by, sure. yep. by the players. So it, it's it's good to see him get, get the recognition that he deserves. So I agree there. Yeah, I mean, it's just like at least to be seen, you know what I mean, to the point where this guy is just always getting that type of recognition for something, and he's, he's a likable player. And, you know, the way the kids look at him, especially we talked a little bit backstage about how Montage and, and, you know, his son actually got a chance to interact with Josh Allen, which was really awesome, too. But we're going to move on into our next segment here. If you're just now tuning in, don't go anywhere. We've got our segments of Forget About It, Victory Formation, The Pain Trains, Unsung Hero, and The Weakest Link, as well as the Mafia Montage Maniac of the Week. So let's go ahead, Montage. Let's get into Forget About It. What's Forget About It? Disagree like a Lincoln is better than a Cadillac? Forget about it. So, Dan Kelly, do you think a Lincoln is better than a Cadillac? Not a big car guy. <laughs> I can I can tell you that I'm not a big car guy. You're supposed um, to say forget about it. I I, I don't understand that. <laughs> so, forget about it is the ugly things that we've seen in the world of sports, and it doesn't have to be just Bills NFL. And I'm gonna actually start this one off, and it's kind of funny that you know we're talking about 
players that are ranked. And for me, I just, I, I guess I don't understand. I, I see the success that he had in Cincinnati for his first, you know, for after his uh, rookie season, but Joe Burrow being ranked as a better quarterback than Josh Allen to me is just asinine because I think that Josh Allen's ceiling is higher. I think that Josh Allen hasn't hit a ceiling. I don't even know what his ceiling is, but I think that Joe Burrow athletic wise has hit a ceiling. Now, great, granted, Joe Burrow is an elite quarterback and he's one of the best in the game, in my opinion, top three, no argument. But to say that it seems like it's just a, a nationally, or maybe it's the consensus that most people want to think that Joe Burrow is a better quarterback than Josh Allen. And I just don't understand it. It's got me saying, forget about it. Montage, what do you got? I can, I can give you the reason there, Sauce. I can, I can, I can help your, your thoughts come up with a, with a, you know, a resolution to that. And that's because Joe Burrow has been a proven winner in the NFL. He has made it to a Super Bowl. He has won big games. Josh Allen, meanwhile, he has won big games, but he has not had the same level of success. So when you say better quarterback, I like that because I think Allen is a better quarterback. But when it comes into like the better player debate, I think people may tend to go to Burrow because of his – the way he just wins. Like that's just how yeah, it is. Just a man. You got to carry your team as part of a quarterback. It's all part of being a player. So I get that. But it's just a matter of Josh Allen can make any throw on the field, and then he and also has legs that nobody can really match. Now, I agree. Also, Lamar Jackson has like, legs, but they're not as powerful. They can't run with the strength and power that Josh Allen can. I want to highlight that Joe Burrow also has the best three wide receiver tandem in the NFL with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and, and Tyler Boyd. And that right there is probably going to make any quarterback have obviously success. But I, no, I'm not saying that Joe Burrow. Um, Maybe, maybe I, I can understand the ranking this year because of his success beating Pat Mahomes and getting to a Super Bowl, beating Josh Allen last year. I understand that. But to say that he is necessarily going to – or he is a better quarterback, that's why – that's what's got me saying. Forget about it. But I like the way he broke it down there too, Dan. That's good stuff. But if you guys are just now tuning in, we're live here in the sit-down on the Built to Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter presented by Duff's Famous Wings. And we're in the segment of Forget About It, the ugly things that we see in the world of sports. So montage – I'm going to go to you next, and then we're going to go to Dan after you. Montage, what's got you saying? Forget about it. Yeah, you saw Terrell Bernard pull up with a hamstring today. And, you know, just we thought we were going to get through um, the preseason without too much going on. And then the last couple of days here, we've seen some things pop up that aren't the, the, the best things. And I blame Bill's chat out there. If you guys uh, don't know Bill's chat, they're on Bill and Buffalo tomorrow. Check them out. But Josh put out. Uh, something about injuries, and I've been kind of riding him since then because now we're picking up a couple of nicks here and there with different guys. Cam Lewis it started with, and now uh, Terrell Bernard picking up a hamstring. Um, you know, training camp injuries in general, I just got to say, forget about it. Ah, good stuff, Montage. I like it. Dan, what's got you saying forget about it this week? You guys left the best one for me. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that you did. But forget about it to Mr. Jim Ursay of the Indianapolis Colts for everything that he's deciding to do right now. I, I don't understand it. So well, let's start with the Jonathan Taylor stuff, right? Jonathan Taylor, running back for the Indianapolis Colts, asked for a new contract. Obviously, we know what's going on with the running back market. If you don't, check out the Kelly Cast. I put out a video on the running back market myself and Mike, the Kelly Cast podcast. So let's start with that, right? He um, asked for a new contract. Ursay says, no, hey, you can die tomorrow and the league won't care. That, that's what he says. And then he says, okay, we're going to put you on NFI so then you can't make money. And then it comes out, guys, 
that he paid $20 million to have a whale transported in in the air. For for what reason? What are you doing? Forget about it, Mr. Jim Irsay and the Indianapolis Colts. Was the whale in danger? They I believe so. But, but does that mean that he should be spending his $20 million on the whale and not worrying about his football team? No, I would say not. That, that's bad business to me. Wow, yeah, you see CJ Stroud that picked off his first ours, uh, NFL pass. I like that, Dan. Good stuff, though. So that's our segment of Forget About It live here on the sit-down. And, of course, we're live every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But a quick shout-out to all the Built in Buffalo proud sponsors that we have. Picasso's Pizza, PLB Sports, Ticket IQ, Wester, and, of course, Underdog Fantasy. So, Montage, let's go and look at some of these comments that you want to highlight real fast before we actually move on into our Bills and Colts preview. Yeah, we've got a couple of guys coming in um, with Forget About It's um, Harris over Murray. Um, not gonna have not gonna agree with that, Johnny, but I do appreciate it. And then this one I will agree with, um, because uh, not only is he partnered with Wilton Buffalo, but he also is the best cornerback, uh, outside of Tredavious White on the roster. And I think we need to give him uh, some run to really solidify himself, you know, as a premier cornerback in the league. He needs the reps. Like why, why give them to Dane Jackson? Why doesn't make any sense? You know what Dane Jackson is. You've been signing him to one-year deals for the past four years. That shows that you you obviously don't have the utmost belief in him, right? So mm-hmm. um, I agree with that one as well. Yeah, good stuff. And, of course, we're going to talk a little bit about that and much more ahead here in the sit-down. We're going to go into our Bills and Colts preview first, which is the time that they play. We are, of course, going to be playing at home. I believe the broadcast, though, should be with CBS. And I just want to verify that real fast for anybody that's yeah, not able to go to the actual game. Four. Yep. And that's at 1 o'clock. And that's mm-hmm. this Saturday, by the way. We do have football on tonight for Thursday night. I'm not sure who's playing. I think it might be the Texans and, yep. and another team uh, as well. Texans Patriots right now. Uh, just a highlight real quick on the, on the preseason. If you are not watching right now, C.J. Shroud had his first pass picked off uh, oh, by wow. Jalen Mills on uh, the Patriots. So, uh, did, did you see it? Yeah, I just saw the the playback. I didn't see it live. Okay, so you saw yeah, the playback. What was it? Yeah. Was it a bad throw? Was it terrible throw? Just okay, he didn't okay. realize that the speed of the league at, or whatever. I mean, he just hung it out there, and he doesn't quite have that rope arm strength yet. And uh, Mills caught under right underneath it and intercepted it, and then they went down and kicked the field goal. So it's not like uh, Baga Milk could do. Oh, he's not playing. Uh, Bailey Zappi could do anything for the uh, Patriots offense there. Yeah, of course, you know, the Patriots themselves, <laughs> you don't get me started. You know what I mean? That's the kind of stuff that I like to go over and getting saucy. But it is funny. You know, you saw me kind of bleeping out uh, some of my swear words there in the getting saucy segment. But the one time that I will definitely allow the F word per se is when it's related to the Patriots or Mac Jones. But really any time, but specifically when those two uh, subjects are involved. So let's move on into our first segment here to kind of go over some of the uh, things that we need to talk about. Let's actually the, preview those Sorry, we, we just goal. jumped to the, the preseason game with the Patriots and the uh, Texans, but I want to do, I do want to get into a little bit of the Bills and Colts preview here. So we're going to get into a little bit of uh, specific segments coming up, but a preview overall, uh, Sean McDermott today in his press conference said they're going to double and triple team Isaiah McKenzie at all costs. Uh, it comes out that there may have been, um, some dissatisfaction between between the two and uh, i think that's just a funny story um and you know obviously mckenzie was a great uh dude in the community here face of the franchise i met him a couple times out at uh, a couple of signing uh events there and 
you know, obviously it's it's fun. Uh, we we are not going to see um, Zach Moss because he unfortunately broke his arm in preseason. So um, again, even you know when we're talking about the forget about it for the injuries is like even Joe Burrow's injury, and we went over this before. If like all these injuries, we want to make sure all these guys are healthy, so then when we get in the season, we can get um, you know best on best, you know, for all the games here. We would definitely want to not let anybody else have an excuse on why we beat them this year. I definitely agree with that. Um, so we're going to also talk a little bit probably about some of the players that we don't expect to play as well, how much we expect uh, out of our starters too. Montage, do you anticipate that they're going to play the starters a little bit tomorrow because it is the first preseason game and it is the only one that we have at home? Yeah, Allen and Diggs are, were uh, said that they're not going to play, so they're 100% out. Um, but McDermott, when he got asked if Allen will play in the preseason at all, he seemed like there was definitely going to be some reps there. Um, but he didn't, he didn't say definitively yes or no, but, uh, you know, leaning towards Allen playing at some point in this preseason and then Diggs not going to play, uh, need to keep him as fresh as possible. I totally agree with that. Um, <clears throat> I think that most of the starters are going to get at least a series, if not two, I don't think they're going to go crazy. I don't think there's going to be um you know a quarter's worth of starters but uh you know i could be wrong with three the, the problem i'm having with the preseason reps is there's only three preseason games now so when the four preseason game format was there you knew the third one was kind of the tune-up and then the fourth one nobody was playing now there's different rosters the bigger rosters and everything like that so you can definitely afford to rest players and just you know let the third and fourth stringers fifth stringers run it out there Lance, when I, when like I was it. watching that uh, Sean McDermott interview that came out earlier, I saw he, he did answer that question, whether Josh was going to play in the preseason. I think the question was, is Josh not going to play for the entire preseason? And he said no. So I'm expecting right. He's going to play. Yeah. yeah, I'm expecting him to play here. With you saying uh, that about the, the four games and how the third one used to be the that game, I think it's now the second game. The second game is now kind of the dress rehearsal game in the preseason. And I also think that the starters are going to play about a quarter here in, in the first game from, from what I gathered from listening to McDermott talk. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah it's going to be nice good. to see. I mean, I'm going to be there. I think uh, maybe sauce will get down there as well. And uh, you know, we're, we're definitely looking to check out um, some guys, not only on the, on the bills uh, roster, but uh, you know, rookie Anthony Richardson is going to be out there for the first time for anyone to see and to be able to get eyes on him and, um, you know, make it into that in another segment here coming forward. But I just, uh, you know, it's it's exciting just to be able to get back in the stadium. We got the little taste of that for uh, the blue and red scrimmage and now getting back into it for, you know, an actual opponent. I think one of the big things I noted today was that these guys are really ready to, to get someone else, um, you know, in a different helmet to hit because uh, they're definitely grinding each other's gears, uh, especially today. There was a couple, couple of instances where I know Elam was uh, – getting handsy with the receivers. And then um, uh, there was a, a Shane Ray um, and an offensive lineman kind of getting into it as well. So it's uh, definitely getting chippy out there, which I love to see. These guys are ultra competitive. There's not that many roster spots to compete for there. These guys all have to earn their spots on the team. We have a lot of deep talent here on this roster. So what do you think about, you know, the guys competing hard and really going after it at camp? Exactly. And that's kind of a great way to lead into our next segment of victory formation, which this week is going to be a little bit about what offensive players we're going to see have a potential rise in stock.
Let's start off with Dan here first for Victory Formation. Which players do you think could see a rise in stock? I know, obviously, like you said, the starters may only play just a quarter, whatever, but what players do you think could see a rise in stock this Saturday? Give me Khalil Shakir because with every snap that I saw him play last year, whether it be the preseason, whether it be in the regular season, he was always putting in the effort. Effort is a huge thing for me in the league. I remember Mario Williams in his last season had a play against like Miami where he stopped chasing the ball carrier. And it made me think of him in a different way. I was like, what are you doing? You're out there. You're playing for your team. I want to see you try. And Shakir just made the most of his opportunities. I think he needs more reps, needs more snaps. And I think he's going to, he's going to have a good day on Saturday. Excellent stuff. I could definitely see that. You know, I've been a big advocate for him as well, but montage, what player on the offensive side of the football do you think you could see getting a rise in stock this Saturday? I got to go for the fat guys and Spencer Brown because uh, that's kind of my ballywick. So I think that uh, Spencer Brown, you know, needs to have a solid game here in the reps he does get. I'm hoping that we see, you know, a healthy Spencer Brown being able to stay on his feet, stay uh, low to the ground. He, he's got to take shorter steps. He's just such a big guy. It's hard for him to, to not get caught in between some of his steps, I think. So just stay kind of more uh, anchored to the ground and be able to deliver a blow to those defenders and see if he can kind of keep uh, Kyle Allen clean. Do you think that's a competition there at, no. at right tackle? Or do you think it's Spencer Brown's job going into the regular season here? Yeah, it's his job. I mean, every indication is that he's going to be the starter there. And then there's uh, there's no reason for me to believe that they're going a different direction outside of if, you know, an injury happens. But he's literally taking every right tackle rep with gotcha. the first team and he's the, he's not relenting that so they're, they've been a big fan of him we knew that we knew mm -hmm. um going into the draft we talked about it that they were a big fan of him they weren't going to draft somebody over top of him and you know in the first round to try to you know supplant him at right tackle they did bring in some veteran competition but at the end of the day um you know he's the kind of that young draft pick that they're developing and that's they're really prideful on developing their guys and they attribute all of his struggles right now to the injury he sustained in his back. And I, I learned today that it looks like the back injury actually was making his left side numb, his left leg. So it's very, very difficult to sit there and, and get into a set and kind of plant towards uh, a defender. So it makes a little bit more sense now. And uh, I'm hoping he can stay healthy. He did have a little bit of scare the other day at practice and has come back and, and been practicing well now. So I'm, I'm definitely looking for uh, Spencer Brown to be on the rise and, and hope to see him win uh, most, if not all, of his matchups. Uh, that's good stuff from both of you, gentlemen. But I think for me this week, for the Victory Fair uh, Formation segment, I am definitely going to go with Dalton Kincaid just because he is the first-round draft pick and because we don't exactly know how he's going to fit into this offense when you have Dawson Knox in it. But we obviously drafted him for a reason. There's a lot of hype with him, and I do like what I've seen from him in training camp. And I think that I'm going to like what I see a little bit more of in the preseason game. I mean, this kid's got to get reps. Whether he was drafted in the first round or not, this is his moment to kind of step up and show a little bit about what he really is going to bring to this Bills offense. Because if he can help correct some of the gaps and some of the woes that we had last year as a team, it's only, like I said, the offense last year is really what we saw have the most woes, in my opinion, to really what, what – ultimately result in a possible loss. It wasn't our defense usually in games that lost things, right? But I think Dalton Kincaid has obviously turned a lot of heads, and I'm curious to see how he's going to into 
the role on offense, especially with the slot receiver battle that we've seen in training camp. And I'm a big advocate for Cleo Shakir, too. I think that the guy has done everything he asked him to do, and then some, and he brings a lot to the table. But right now, I'd like to see, um, and I think I'm going to actually see a little bit of rising stock for our first-round draft pick of Dalton Kincaid. I don't know if you guys could uh, maybe agree with that or not. Yeah, I, I like that, obviously. He, he was mentioned here in, in in my previous thing about good things I saw, so I'm, I'm very excited to see him against somebody that's not wearing a Bills helmet and a Bills jersey. Yeah, it's a tough. The reason I didn't pick him as well because it's kind of tough to see him. Is he going to rise any more than he already has? He's kind of already that preseason darling that we always have. And one of them, I root preseason. Now, this one is actually going to stick. We know he's going to play for the team. It's not like a guy that might get cut like it has been in the past with, with a running back or something like that. But I think definitely Dalton Kincaid has taken in all that intention and turned it into such a positive for training camp. And I, I'm really excited to see him out there. I just don't think his stock can rise as much as some of these other guys because he's already done so well. Excellent stuff. If you guys are just now tuning in, though, you're live here in the sit-down on the Built-in Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. This is presented by Duff's Famous Wings, hosted by myself, the Sauce God, at Buffalo Sauce God across all social media platforms. Join here with my co-host, as always, the Mafia Montage, the president of the Buffalo, at Lance Nelson, BIP, and our special guest, Dan Kelly of KellyCast. Now, Dan, where, where can people find you on social media? Easy, easy stuff, guys. YouTube channel is The KellyCast. Facebook is The KellyCast. There's videos out every day for the countdown to 2023. Uh, there's the KellyCast podcast. I do some specials with with some of my buddies. Come on, we talk football. I got I got friends that are all different kinds of fans: Jets fans, Packers fans, Dolphins fans. Come on out and, and listen to them spew their bullcrap because I like to make fun of them for it. Yeah, you were a like former it. host of Conflict of Interest, right? So he's definitely a guy that likes the needle and, and make sure that 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 point is uh, is bargained there. So I, I, I really controversy enjoy that. controversy creates clicks. Put there that on a T-shirt and sell it because that's a that's a good headline. I'm going to remember that one. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to send that to Buffalo Go right now. <laughs> Love it, man. We got great stuff with our special guest here, Dan Kelly from the Kelly Cast. We've got all that and much more ahead here in the sit down. So don't go anywhere else. Make sure to stay tuned for that Mafia Montage Maniac of the Week. Those Mafia. But let's go right into our next segment of the Bain Trains. Well, you didn't know that was coming there, Dan. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, that's a huge train horn in your ear right there. Um, I hate that noise with a burning passion. I swear to you. It is the worst. It's not worse than the children upstairs screaming, but it's it's a close second. When I went to games and I heard that on third down, I wanted to rip my ears out. I love it. So, I I, quick story. I lived in uh, Lancaster right uh, by the railroad tracks. Then it came by my house like three times a night, just blaring because it was near an intersection as well. So they had to blare their horn. So I just, as much as I hated it for that, I just love, it gets me excited for, I'm, I like defense a lot. And um, we're going to talk about, you know, the defensive players we could see a rise in stock in. It's like, you got to think about CB2, but I'm not going to take that one if one of you guys want to take it. My biggest thing is Puna Ford listed below um, the two D tackles that are incumbents or, you know, coming back to the team and Jordan Phillips and Tim Settle. So you have two guys who were on the team last year and what we thought was going to be a big signing for a, for a 
you know, defensive tackle three, let's say, and that we thought maybe his spot on the roster was supplanted in the first depth chart, which means absolutely nothing, though. He's the fifth defensive tackle on the list. It's just really weird to see. Now, he just got an award for the defensive newcomer uh, of training camp on the uh, Buffalo Bills uh, article that I just read today. So um, I'm excited to see Puna Ford and get him to, to for the fans to see, you know, how, how his stock is going to rise and, and how good he actually is. Excellent. So, Dan, what defensive player do you think could possibly see a rise in stock this Saturday? You know, this one's difficult for me because, well, I think the Bills' defense is very, very good, you know, top three here in the league. I don't think their depth is the greatest, but I, I was thinking while Lance was talking there, and I love me some defense as well, give me Taylor Rapp at the, at the safety slash hybrid linebacker position because I don't think, like, casual fans know what – what kind of player he is, right? He's a Swiss army knife. He can do a lot of different things. And I've heard a lot about him in training camp, really, you know, turning heads. So I'm, I'm excited to see Taylor Rapp here against the Colts. Yeah. What do you think about the term Rover when you're talking about a guy like Taylor Rapp? Kind of like I think it's center fielder. I think it's very fitting. You know, I, I think he's able to, to play where you need him to reminds me of like a Buddha Baker, obviously not to mm. the same talent level of Buddha Baker, but maybe he has the same, you know, um, pedigree, right? Because you saw Poyer and Hyde come in, right? And they kind of just became an all-pro duo out of nowhere. Poyer mm -hmm. was a seventh-round pick. Yeah, Micah was playing well with the Packers, but he was a return man. He wasn't even their starting safety. So I think Buffalo is really great at getting the best out of these guys that they pick up from free agency. And Taylor Rapp was just picked up this year from the Rams. Yeah, solid exactly. depth piece, but not even for the depth. I think you have to understand that he's going to be used in a force. And I think the cool thing they, that allows the Bills to do is kind of run a sort of like an amoeba type front, but also a dime, a heavy dime package too with Teron Johnson and Rap on the field as the as the slot corners. And then you have Trey White and Kyrie Elam on the outside is what I'm betting. And uh, then the safeties we know. So I think that that is an interesting option for this defense you obviously know Sean McDermott has picked up play calling duties now and you really want to see what that's going to look like he's very innovative I think and he's very aggressive so we definitely have to uh look out for the kind of the alignments and the fronts and we got a super chat here so let's uh take it to uh Junie and, and Sauce Scott. do you want to take this one do we think the Bills have the potential to be a better running team than passing now this one I don't agree with that just because I don't see a world where Josh Allen is going to be a um, not the offense, right? However, I do want to say that I do believe that the Bills are going to run the football better this year, and we're going to run the football more than we did last year, and that's what I want to see because I think if you could make the game easier for Josh Allen and you can make them respect the run to where they have no choice but to – it opens up the play action, which Josh Allen is one of the best in the league at, Right. So I don't – there's no way that I see the uh, the Bills kind of being a better running team than passing. But, Dan, what do you think about this? Uh, it, it made me laugh. It, it made me absolutely uh, cover my face in, in shame because I don't think that there's a single possibility that that happens. I really want the Bills to be good at running the football. I, I love the running back position. It was electric. The guy who got me into football was LaDainian Tomlinson when he was on the okay, – Okay, baby. My first ever game was in San Diego. Hey, perfect. I haven't, been to, 
haven't been there yet. But um, I, I just I don't see this as a possibility. I think the Bills are going to struggle in the run game. I, I really want it to work. But based on what I've seen from the offensive line, they're so good at pass blocking, but they cannot create holes in the running game. They just can't do yeah. it. it. It's one of the reasons why Josh always takes off to one side, right? Whether it's the right or the left, you know, when he's going out of bounds against New England and throws it when Gabe is double covered, right? So I, I don't see the run game getting that much better. I want it to. I just don't know if I'm there yet. Maybe the preseason will change my mind. Yeah, and two montages will tell you that the, the lineman that would pull – and we never seem to hit the guy that they're actually supposed to hit right in front of them. So you do make a good point, Dan. But let's go ahead, fellas. Um, I got my player for victory. I'm sorry, for the pain trains real fast. That I want to say that I think could maybe see a rise in stock this Saturday. And that's going to be Baylin Spectre because, you know, he kind of did that a little bit last year in preseason. He kind of made a name for himself to where people said, oh, that, that kid Spectre was playing all right. But this is a team that still needs their middle linebacker to be established who's going to claim that role. And it's somebody that just has been in the system now for a couple of years. He could see the, the, the playing time necessary in order to see a rise in stock this Saturday. And, and one of you fellas, if both of you go ahead and give me your take on that as well. Yeah, I really like uh, the middle linebacker competition. I, I'm, I'm really, uh, you know, I said this and forget about it because I'm really uh, hoping that this hamstring for Terrell Bernard is not anything serious and that he can get back into the competition but it is likely to make him uh, or, or cause him to potentially miss some time. Um, we don't know his status for Saturday yet. There's been no report for, um, you know, how serious, you know, that injury is, but it, it's a very um, good point that Balen Spector will then need to come in and, and be at least a viable option should Terrell Dodson go down um, and he has to be ready and able to play. So Balen Spector um, is super interesting. I, I'm going to watch every single spot on the defense, um, outside of Trey White probably. I mean, he's not probably going to play that much if he does play. Uh, how much do you think he'll play, Dan? But then also let us know about your interest in the middle linebacker and, and Balen Spector. I think that that middle linebacker job is Tyrell Dodson's to lose. He's been here too long. He's got the trust of the coaching staff, the trust of McDermott, who is obviously now the defensive coordinator. But I, I don't know. I, I think Trey might might play a little bit because from what we saw last year, he was not all pro Tredavious White. The fact right. that he's in the top 10 cornerbacks in Madden shocked me. The fact that they still gave him that amount of respect. I just, I, I think he needs to play, you know, let's see. If, if, if I'm the coach going into the first preseason game, we're not calling this the dress rehearsal, dress rehearsal second game. Give me like half, half the quarter, half the first quarter, a couple yeah, drives. Two or three series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give, give, me, give me something. I want to see him targeted. That's what I want to see. I, I want to oh, yeah. see him. I want to see him blanket somebody, and I don't think it's going to be McKenzie because he doesn't play outside. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Good stuff, fellas. But if you guys are just now tuning in, do me a favor. Hit that like and share. We're live here on the sit-down on the Built of Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. This is presented by Duff's Famous Wings and also available via audio podcast, usually the next day on Friday, post the show. So let's keep it going, Bills Mafia. Keep those comments flowing, and let's go ahead to our next segment of The Unsung Hero. You guys just don't want me to be able to hear after this, huh? No idea. You had no idea. But no, this That's is the you second. Get for not watching our show, Dan. 
I'm planning my own the, shows. <laughs> this is the uh, segment of the Unsung Hero, though, which every Wednesday during the regular season is kind of who made the plays that kind of wheeled us to a victory that uh, might not get the credit they deserve, but they were definitely, um, you know, pivotal at that moment. So let's go ahead. Let's go start with Dan on this one. Which player do you think, um, you know, that we least expect may have a good game and that could really uh, also help them rise in stock potentially too? This is very confusing wording, I want to say. So j- just to confirm here, it's a good player who I expect to have a good performance. It's, it's a, a player you least expect. Like, 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 let's say like a third, a third stringer, like, you know what I mean? Like somebody that, or a practice squad guy that actually makes like some types of plays that, um, you know, maybe gets them the types of reps they need to become a starter. A guy like Shane Ray, a guy that's not like you can't pick Rousseau. You know what I mean? You can't pick a household name. Okay, I got exactly. You. Is there is there anybody that co- comes to mind off the rip? I mean, I'm I'm tempted. I'm I'm tempted to go one of the running backs, but I don't know which one I think is is going to play the most. Let's go. Let's go, Jordan Mims. But let's go. Let's go, Mims. Why? Because that's the first name I thought of that wasn't a household name. So I'm going to go with Jordan Mims. I think he's going to play probably, probably maybe the fourth quarter. We'll see him, or maybe the the second half. I don't know what their plans are with running back. Right? Is, is Harris the number one? Do we know that? Yeah. How much? How much do they want these guys to get out there and throw? We're not really sure yet. Um, I would assume James Cook's going to get a little bit of run, uh, at least a series or two, if not the fourth, first quarter, like you suggested for the starters. And then you would see uh, Damien Harris. I'm not sure about his status. I didn't hear, um, but he may have picked up a little is it a bit hamstring, of an injury there. So I don't know what his what his playing status is. So, um, but I know that uh, Latavius Murray will be out there getting some carries. But he's also, you know, got more football behind him than he does ahead of him. So he's not going to be out there. running back in the league. Not going to be out there telling the rock too much. And then I think it's going to heavily fall on. Uh, Darrington Evans and uh, Jordan Mims there to to get the bulk of the carries, you know, and I would expect him to throw a bunch, especially in the first quarter, because uh, we do have all these wide receivers that we need to get a look at. Um, but I think later in the game, uh, you may see like, you know, taking a break and you don't want Barkley's arm to fall off or anything. So you can give the ball to one of the running backs there and, and Mims could definitely be that guy. Yeah, I like that. So for me this week for the unsung hero and then montage, I don't know if you had somebody else to give as well, or if you were kind of building off of what he was saying, but for the unsung hero this week, I've got, and it's going to be Andy Isabella, right? Because I think that Andy Isabella is, he's a speedster. I watched him out there just catching punts. And I understand that that might not really be enough to maybe earn this guy more uh, reps on any sort of role with this team. But I always thought that even when he was in Arizona, he never really got the chance to see the playing field enough because I think that he's got a great skill set as a former wide receiver. I think that he reminds me a little bit of like a Wes Welker. I mean, I can't say that he's as good as Wes Welker was, but I think that his speed and uh, just the opportunity to come and play with a quarterback like Josh Allen could potentially make him the unsung hero this week. But Montage, what do you got? Yeah, first, I like to take care of our people so they know what's going on. If you're in Buffalo, Channel 4 will air the game. And then if not, you can check out the NFL Plus app there. You you do you may get a free trial, but you do have to subscribe for the season. Um, and you might it's be able worth to watch it. Ten watch bu- it there. Yep. Ten bucks a month. That's worth it. There's lots of content. You can watch games 
from up to 2010. I watched the Bills-Bengals game, the Ryan Fitzpatrick comeback, like two weeks ago on the NFL Plus app. It's incredible. Yeah, just keep going back, watching film. I did a lot of uh, Ed Oliver tape uh, this over the summer here, trying to get ready for the season and see what, with him getting the extension, I wanted to be able to be equipped with uh, what what, he, what we saw last year and be able to compare that to what we're going to see this year. So, What, what was your conclusion? Uh, well, I got to see what he does this year, but last year definitely – you know, didn't separate himself uh, in one-on-one situations enough for me. But do you, I think like, that, do you like the extension? Are, are you happy I, with what he got paid? Do you think it was I'm, too much? I'm happy with the extension for sure. I think that um, having him and the in his threat, or you know, for him to be a threat, I think he's at least good enough where teams know they got to pay attention, but not good enough to necessarily be that constant disruptor that we have learned to you know get from Aaron Donald like people. A lot of people do you know, compare the two and, and Ada Oliver is definitely not close and doesn't hold a candle to Aaron Donald at this point in his career. But I think that um, with, with help, he can be super dominant. The problem is he does need the help. That's the little bit of the downside. But with the depth pieces we have on the defensive line right now, I think he's got all the help he needs. And I think he's definitely coming into another year and going to have McDermott calling some things that make him a little bit more aggressive. Since he is mobile, we're going to be able to see him do a lot more stunting and moving around and playing games on the line, hopefully. So that's going to help him get free. You can always twist him out to the outside, you know, off the snap and um, have him get uh, in good position to, to be contained if, the, if he still needs to, you know, keep that edge. Gotcha. Montage, what do you got for the unsung hero, brother? Yeah, I'm excited to see Nick Broker out there. He's a late round pick. Um, on the offensive line, that tackle. I want to see kind of how he um, has acclimated through the training camp and gets into uh, his sets here in the NFL and see what kind of hands he has. I just haven't been able to get my eyes on some of these rookies yet. Um, it's hard during training camp to to see everyone. You're you're watching um, a lot of what's going to get you clicks, like you say, and so it's hard to sometimes focus on um, every single guy. But this this week, I definitely want to take a little bit of more of a look into the offense and defensive defensive linemen. And I think that Nick Broker is going to be one of those guys that's going to get some run out there. He's going to play some healthy snaps. And I'll be a good um, good guy to keep an eye on. And and I'm going to be excited to, to watch the uh, the film back of him, I'm sure, and, and kind of get a feel for what his style of play is. Excellent. I like your montage. So if you guys are just now tuning in, we have a couple more segments still ahead of us here in the sit-down live every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, presented by Duff's Famous Wings. Hosted by myself, the Sauce God at Buffalo Sauce God across all social media platforms. And my co-host is always the Mafia Montage, the president of Built in Buffalo and co-host of the Buffalo Blitz on Tuesday nights with Peter DiBiase at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Make sure to turn those notifications on, subscribe to us, follow us, and also check out our guy, our special guest here, Dan Kelly of the Kelly Cast as well. And Dan, go ahead, give him one more time. Even though it's real easy to remember and it's real easy to find, tell them where they can find you. All good, guys. I appreciate you having me on. The Kelly Cast is where you can find me on YouTube and on Facebook. Once again, uh, countdown to 2023 continues. Tomorrow is day 31. Obviously, you guys can think of some some players that may show up on on that countdown to 2023. Maybe maybe a former safety who who went to the New Orleans Saints after a, a broken foot uh, ended his uh, franchise tag year here in Buffalo. Yeah. Third uh, man, right? <laughs> That's the one. Kelly Cast podcast is going to be releasing every week during the NFL season. For the offseason, we've kind of had, you know, a struggle, especially when you're after the draft and before training camp. You guys know what it's like. How do you make content between 
the draft and training camp when there's absolutely nothing going on. So I'm excited to to jump back on the wagon and put out a new podcast every single week during the season. Yeah, I just go back and watch old stuff and just keep talking about it because that's what I like to do. Yeah, but but Lance, there's so many people that's that do bring it. us into our next segment, though. <laughs> Bet you can't do it like me. We're gonna head on, and then I think Dan. You might like the video here that we play here. It's going to be another video, but it's not going to be too loud, I don't think. But that's going to take us into the weakest link. Every time I watch that, I'm going to tell you, fellas, it puts me in a good mood just because it's just Mac Jones getting demolished. There's a play that shouldn't have happened, and it's just Chandler Jones taking it to the house right on Mac Jones's face, right? But the weakest link, which is normally who was the guy that lost the game for either or for the Bills or the other team, but this week it's going to be which players that we think maybe some people expect to make the team could be potentially cut. Now, I'm going to go ahead and start with Montage here, and then we'll go to Dan, and we'll go to me finally after that. I don't think mine is because he's not doing everything he can. I just think that he's in a position, um, you know, where it's going to be difficult um, to make the roster. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure about Cam Lewis. I think he's really, really good. Everyone's thinking that he's going to make the team, but I just am not sure – how the depth works there, if he's the fourth safety, if he's the fifth cornerback, and kind of where he fits in that puzzle. Excellent right, special teams, guys. So we definitely think that, you know, those guys covet that. I just don't know, you know, if, if the younger guys can still play the special teams role, you know, what is the role of Cam Lewis? Is he a cut, or would somebody else like to maybe acquire him? I think it also depends on the, the injury that he has. How much time is he going to miss if somebody can, you know, take over – his reps and, and make better use of them, then he's in more trouble. Yep. Gr- grab your pen and paper, boys, because this one is is going to be one that, that you may not be ready for. But I read today that Kyle Allen has been struggling. So I'm, I'm going to go with Kyle Allen. I think, you know, exactly. maybe maybe the Bills look to get a, a different backup quarterback. I know I know there's one out there that's available, Carson Wentz. If, if he was willing to, to take a, a really inexpensive contract, I think that could be worked out. But – I do want to see him play before I say this. So th- this is kind of jumping the gun a little bit, but I'm, that's what I'm going to go with. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We love it. I think that's exactly what we're looking for. We talked about this on Tuesday on the Buffalo Blitz with Peter DiBiase and myself, how the Bills may have a QB2 problem. We're not sure exactly how Kyle Allen is uh, going to progress through here, but he's definitely one of the guys we're going to keep our eyes on, I think, as we progress through the preseason. And if he does not play well on Saturday – I think you're absolutely right. This is going to turn pretty bad pretty quickly. I mean, you remember um, Keenum last year, right? He, he had that That's first game, and it was a dud. But the second game, he came out absolutely slinging, and he, and he made the team, and he did pretty well as a backup. But really, where, where Buffalo is right now, I don't think having Kyle Allen in that role works because what you need is a, a veteran. You need a veteran behind Josh. And I believe Kyle Allen might be a little younger than Josh, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Now, they so. do have that three-quarterback rule, I think, where you can keep probably Barkley out there as That's your true. emergency on the sideline. The biggest thing I was talking about with the QB2 situation is that I think you really need the guy that's kind of an extension of the coach because Ken Dorsey's up in the box now. 
mm-hmm. and that we do have Joe Brady and the quarterbacks coach, you know, to, to understand what Josh needs down on the sideline. But I think sometimes having that friend or that guy that can also play if we need him to play um, is really helpful. So I think Barkley just fits that role better, like you said, but it, but he's maybe not having the upside that some of these other backup quarterbacks on the market could have and give us should we need one. And, and it's something you have to worry about in terms of Buffalo, right? You don't worry about injury as much. I mean, look at a guy like Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow obviously went down to training camp, right, with a non-contact injury. But normally you're not worried about Burrow's health. He's a, he's a pocket guy. Allen, yeah. you, you worry about him. Excellent stuff. So it's actually kind of surprising because I actually was kind of leaning towards going with Kyle Allen for the uh, segment of the weakest link. But I think even though there's a good chance he could still make the team, if I'm looking at it as a potential cut candidate, it might be a guy like Dean Marlowe who is still with the team. Um, and and De- Dean Marlowe has played pretty pretty solid in the moments that I've seen in certain games. I think I even had him as the unsung hero at one point in the sit-down last year. But uh, that's kind of a guy that might be a candidate to get cut. But if you guys are just now tuning in, we're live here in the sit-down on the Built of Buffalo Networks Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter with Dan Kelly as our special guest from the Kelly Cast and Bills Mafia. We're live every Thursday night. Make sure to check us out on audio podcast as well if you get your entertainment and your content that is way, uh, that way as well. So, Montage, let's go ahead. Let's head into our final segment here of the Mafia Montage Maniac of the Week. Before we hit the saw, Scott, I got a quick question for you regarding regarding Marlowe there. Because this is a conversation that's been being had in training camp. The, the amount of backlash that will happen if DeMar Hamlin doesn't make this team will be yep. insane. Absolutely crazy. But if Dean Marlowe is the better player, do you keep him? Or do you think it's already cut and dry, Hamlin's going to make the team? And you still have Marlowe. There's no way on earth that he's not making the team this year. He maybe maybe next year, but there's no way on earth that that could happen. I mean, that would just be bad for PR, be bad for business, be bad for everything. And I mean, I understand Dean Marlowe could be the better player. Just this year, you definitely can't do it. You know what I mean? I know. I I agree. I was just curious if if anybody had the the opposing view because I I don't think it's out there with Bills fans, but it might be out there somewhere else. Yeah, and there may be exactly. people that evaluate one of those other guys as, as being, you know, better. But the fact that it's we're talking about a fourth safety here, and how much do you really need him to do? Um, you need him to be able to perform uh, what he what he does on special teams potentially um, here and there. And and then other than that, you know, you're there to you know in in case of emergency break glass. So it's not really um, a position that we need the best. Yeah, you know, Dean Marlowe we don't necessarily need, he can't be that much better than DeMar Hamlin in the grand scheme of things. If you go for safeties, stuff. you might go shorter a corner. You, you know, the, there's always problems in terms of the 53. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they yeah. cut from. Are you going to do a roster uh, prediction? Most likely. Most likely. Yeah. Peter and I are going to do it and, and maybe Sauce and I. I want to get a lot of people from the brand just to put some stuff out there, but definitely uh, interested to see kind of how this comes into fruition and, and what guys are thinking for a 53 not only in terms of players, but like you said, the counts at each position, right? You have to um, look at if you're going to bring another guy here on this position, maybe maybe you're going to bring six defensive ends because you don't think you can get one to the practice squad. Well, then you have to go four DTs usually. 
you know, mm-hmm. and then where, who does that leave? You got Settle, Phillips, and Puna Ford battling for, you know, three for two spots. So you got, makes it interesting. I think that uh, we're going to see exactly uh, what's going to happen uh, or, or exact, you know, we're going to see a little bit more about, you know, who is who out there on Saturday. And that's the exciting part is now we get to actually say and look forward to, hey, in two days, we're going to see these guys out there and kind of uh, proof's going to be in the pudding at that point. Excellent stuff. Well, montage. Let's go ahead. Let's get back to the. Uh, what you got? What do you got for us for this week for the montage maniac of the week? Yeah, and I I ignored a guy's comment earlier just because I wanted to talk about this, so I'm gonna bring it up now. Though Johnny's coming in. Expectations for AJ Apinesa. So AJ Apinesa, 57. This week's Mafia Montage Maniac of the Week could be a double-digit sack guy this year for the Bills, and I really think that um, mm-hmm. he's gonna show out and have it. You know, let people know that he still has that upside. He had six and a half sacks last year in the absence of Von Miller. And we'll see what he does here as the, the third or fourth DN in the rotation. He's been playing um, as the starter opposite of Greg Rousseau in camp, what I've seen. So I'm expecting some good things out of AJ Apinesa. And uh, especially in this game against the Colts, I want to see uh, him have a strong start. Excellent stuff. Well, montage, that's going to complete the Mafia Montage Maniac of the Week. And that is also going to complete the show. But make sure to tune in with us next Thursday as well, because we're going to have to go ahead and give you a little bit of a preview as the Bills will take on the Steelers in that second preseason game. But first, I'd like to also thank our special guest, Dan Kelly of the Kelly Cal- uh, <laughs> the Dan Kelly Cowcast. The Kelly Cowcast. Kelly Cast on Facebook, the Kelly Cast on YouTube. Check them out. Dan, we want to say thank you. Anything that you want to say to us? I appreciate you guys. Keep killing it. And um, that's all I got. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Well, catch myself in montage at the preseason game this Saturday against the Bills for that preseason opener, the home opener, and get ready to go with us, Bills Mafia, because I'll tell you what, we're ready to go. And we'll see you next Thursday right here in the sit-down. And as always, go Bills. Go Bills, baby.